everyone may the fourth be with you i am so excited this has been so much fun got the our may the fourth be with you shirts on saw tom today cashing with his on yes. awesome let us know in the chat if you guys got your shirts um, but we are so excited we got some great cashers and some great puzzle boxes on tonight uh, for events um, maybe asking for some ideas on a few, some new ones, but we are so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun because this show is about you. And so that's why we want, when we give these challenges out for you to answer the call and do the challenge. So Chad, are you excited? I am excited. Actually, we got some really good, uh, people on tonight. They are going to show us some of their great creations. They're, they're good. They're great, uh, Puzzle boxes, right? You can discover at events or, or however, yep. or it could be a cache. So yeah, right. very excited. And I have the reveal of how you're going to solve the puzzle for mine tonight as well. That's going to be at the end. It's just as finishing up the vinyl on it as we speak, uh, putting all the vinyl in there. Yeah, I know it's going with me to Mingo, but we're finishing it up and it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's not going to be so easy to get into. I'll tell you that much right now. But before we get much further, we got to go ahead and take care of our sponsors. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous blackout coins and other geocaching items during the year. Support levels start as low as the Bison Tube level, which is only $3 a month. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go cashing than doing cash maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. All right, plus we have an update from last week's show. Yes, the ammo cans for the Simon boxes are in the store. No, they are not sold out. That is, we're <laughs> fixing it on the website. It says sold out, but not. So we do have them and they are available. So go check them out. And we got this really cool uh, coffee cup that's on there and a tumbler for Gadget Talk. And of course, our the May the 4th shirts are on there as well. So go check it out. Easiest way to get to it is by going to geocachetalk.com and then just clicking on the store. And our this stuff right here is on page three. So you, you can go through and look at the coins and all that. But if you're wanting this, the ammo can and all that, go ahead and just click on page three and get right to it. So big thanks to DJW House and, and, and Chad for putting these boxes together. Hey, Chad, you got a phone call. Yeah. Hopefully it's not working. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, it is, but they don't need to talk to me. Oh, that's good. So, but go check the, check out the store. Really excited about that. That's really great. So, and like I said, it is not sold out. And also tonight we are going to be doing a giveaway um, and we are going to be giving away a gadget talk coin. And the way that you're going to enter that in, yep. There's the coin right there. It's not the case. You're not getting that really cool gear case there that Chad's got, but all you have to do and you only have to do, do it once is put in, hashtag Jedi Casher. And when nice. you put that in there and you can, you only need to enter it once. You can hit it in multiple times, but it's only going to count as once, but hashtag Jedi Casher will put you in the drawing to win that coin. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll do the drawing at the end. So hashtag Jedi Casher. Yeah. All right, Chad. So who do we okay. want to bring? Do we want to show yours first real quick or do we want to bring in one of our guests? No, let's do the guests. I'd rather get theirs done. And if we don't have, if we have time for mine, we'll do it, but you know, let's just take care of the guests. So um, let's bring in uh, David. He was first on tonight. So let's go All ahead right. and get him in. All right. So we're going to be bringing, we got David or mini mag on here and mini mag was on this last month's or April's of geocaching with kids as well. So yep. welcome David. Well, thanks for having me on the show. So tell us a little bit about, I know we talked a little bit about this on uh, geocaching with kids, but tell us a little bit about how you got into geocaching and how did you get into creating gadgets or puzzle boxes? Sure. Um, we got into geocaching back in 2009 and we started doing it with my wife and I, and then we had kids. So we <laughs> took like a three year hiatus from geocaching, but since the pandemic, we've kind of jump back in full steam and currently we're on a streak this year for one a day with the kids. The kids are also doing the streak. All right. So since, so, 
since we had to geocaching with kids, how many days are you up to now? I think it's 100 and I don't know how many days if it's been since, I don't know. I haven't found mine today yet. So I need to still go out after this okay, and yeah, go so, find it. But all right. So yeah, go get a night cache. It's only six o'clock here. So it's okay. I got right. time. It's got a little bit of time. That's awesome. So, and then how, how about building gadgets or doing that aspect of it? Not a lot, but then I saw you guys talking about it in the last podcast. So I decided, well, might as well make one. I have a background in woodworking. So I decided to make a Darth Maul since it is May 4th. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that is that that is awesome. I see it back there. Oh, yeah, that is really cool. So it looks like that's a tiny right? Isn't what? tomorrow May the 6th be with you? Or May the like, May the 6th. The 5th. 6th. It's the 6th. Oh, dang it. This, this is also my son's favorite Star Wars character. So one of mine too. It's not just my one of my favorite characters, but one of my older sons. That's his favorite character as well. So that's that's really cool. So, so explain to us how does it work? So, it's basically a puzzle. So it's just puzzle pieces that goes in. But the tricky part is there's a tracking code on the back, but okay. it's kind of a hidden compartment in a way because this. Is set up so you end up just putting the piece together with no code. But before you even put the puzzle together, if you give it a little tap, the code reveals itself on the back of the backer. Okay. So, so on that on that back, it looks like you have arrows that are going to different numbers and letters. And so that would be the way they decipher it. That would be the way to decipher. So I have a couple ideas. I was hoping to get some advice from you guys, the audience, is number one take out the piece and just have a code on the back or on the back of all the pieces, I have numbers and letters all over them. And when they take out the back, when they assemble the puzzle, the number letter will be there. And then on the back, there's a hole that correlates to the numbers. So see, I like that idea. Yeah. So basically, the first step is to actually not assemble the puzzle, but actually take the backer out. And right. So when when the puzzle's all assembled, you can actually use this piece to cover up the puzzle, and then it would actually also give you the cipher on the back. Yeah. See, I think that's, oh, that's that, really cool. I think that's I think that's the way to go there. I like that idea. That's that's really cool. Uh, let us know in the chat what you guys think, which what idea, or if you have another idea that might work. Uh, let us know in the chat. Would love to hear it. Because uh, we're open to all of that, uh, so just let us know. So that's so, what I like. So, Go ahead, Chad. No, sorry. So we made that, David. What did you do uh, to get the picture onto the wood to keep it on there to your pieces? I just ended up gluing it on with um, with just normal, basically veneer glue that I had laying okay. around the shop here. But you could use a spray adhesive or whatever. I do on my YouTube channel. I do have a video of all this going together too. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, and Pizza Ninja says, "Nice job." He look, look, that's just really cool. So I, I think that is, like I said, I think that's phenomenal. I love, of course, love the Star Wars theme. As you can see, got the at at up here above my head. Yeah, there's Star Wars stuff over here. I mean, of course, look at Chad's back of his room. Yeah, of course. Star Wars. <laughs> so, uh, uh, before we get any further, has ever, anybody that would y'all do what was? Did you all get up early this morning and watch Bad Batch? Anybody? I know we did. We got up hour and 14 minutes long. First episode. Holy cow. It was awesome. Um, what was it? The Bad Batch. The brand new Star Wars show came out today. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I Disney to, Plus. I'm going to have to watch it. Disney Plus. Not affiliated. Uh, but they... <laughs> It was really cool answering some questions in there, some really, really cool surprises. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. Another episode comes out this Friday too. Um, I don't know if they're all going to be an hour long. That would be awesome, but I doubt it. Um, so, all right, Chad, any more questions? Uh, no, I mean, I just have to say, I obviously, when David first came on, I shouldn't say obviously, what I noticed when David first came on is he obviously is a, woodworker because of all the festivals in the back i noticed that if anybody does woodworking festival is a very high-end woodworking tool <laughs> yeah and this is only some of the boxes but there's <laughs> there's more stacked around I, 
I'd rather have that in my background than what I have. Oh no, you got a great background. <laughs> oh man, I'll, I'll trade you a box for Yoda for the um for the for yeah this guy. Yeah, I'll trade you a box for yeah, that. He has the Mandalorian <laughs> helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to switch backgrounds, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yoda's not that expensive. So DJW House says likes the whole idea as well. So that's it's so it looks like that may be what I'm seeing in there. Put in your comments in the chat once again if you're looking what which thought of doing the holes to reveal the actual trackable on that. One thing I like about that as well, David, is that even if you just have kids out there entering playing, it will be really fun for them just even just put the puzzle together. Of course. Even, so great for events. I mean have fun doing it as well. So that's just really cool. And I also use bloodwood for this outside perimeter. Oh. Just, just to, <laughs> that's just great. because. I'd be yeah. impressed if it was Purple Heart, but you know, bloodwood. Oh, purple, okay. purple Heart's up above. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and you have to you have to do some inset stuff and everything. But anyway, uh, I will say so on the back of that where the holes are and you have the different numbers, obviously or letters, you'll have a whole bunch on there, right? And the hole will just line up with D one. Yes, okay. correct. Let me see. If I, oh, it's going to fall apart. So if you have the puzzle this way. Right. And I have one key piece that's glued on. So then if you put this, the box. Sorry. It, if it's laying flat on the table, it'd be easier. Right. Then it would definitely give you a cipher. And all those pieces are held in place. So the, piece, the numbers and letters won't get messed up. Yeah. You know what would be fun to do is if you had it in a like an ammo can or uh, a box like this, if you had it when you opened it up, it sat on a piece of acrylic, maybe a, a white um, piece of acrylic. Um, and then once you put the pieces on, you hit a button and it lit up behind it, almost like a light box. And oh. then you would see if there's letters or numbers it would maybe shine through. And then if you didn't, you might have to rearrange things. I don't know. Something like that would be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun too. There's all kinds of ideas, all kinds oh, of yeah. ways. Yeah, and there's also like that's one of the things. Whatever caches we build, but we always like seeing the different variations of them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, oh. David, we appreciate you showing us your your puzzle. Um, Literally, yeah. your puzzle. Well, I'm, <laughs> some pieces fell on the ground, but thanks yeah. for having me. It was it was really fun to make. Thank you. And, and then, go ahead, Chad. As I say, once we get through to everybody, we'll bring everybody back on. And if there's yep. any questions for you, we can go over any questions. Yep. Yeah, no problem. All right. So let's Thanks. go ahead and move Thanks, on David. here to Ed. Yeah, thank you, David. Let's go ahead and move on here to Ed. All right. Hello. Hey, Ed. How's it going? All right. Good. So before we get much further, once again, because we've got 16 entries in for the giveaway of the Geo Gadget Talk coin. Remember to enter in the, the for the drawing. You got to enter in hashtag Jedi Casher to get in for that um, drawing. And if you're listening by audio, sorry, uh, we'll figure something out for you guys as well. But this is for the video part. So remember, type in the chat hashtag Jedi Casher, all capitalized, and you will be entered in to win. Yes, awesome. So Ed is going to yeah. share with us his. Uh, it's a, kind of a high tech, right? It's a uh, Wi-Fi. Puzzle box, right? Correct. Yes. All right. All right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been working with the Arduinos and some of those, and there's a version that gives you Wi-Fi and web server capability, the Node MCU. And it is really about the same size as an Arduino, not much more expensive. So you're talking about $10 or a little less. And I wanted a project to work on for that because I'm learning it. So standard ammo can with the geocaching stencil, but the other side gives you a hint that something else is going on. Oh, that's cool. So when you open it, the inside is a place where you would add your own batteries, a power light, some wording that may be a hint, and then a, an enclosure that locks. There's a place to put a padlock through there. So when you power it up, you see the strip of numbers in a power light. If you use, the Wi-Fi name that's there, the password to join that Wi-Fi, and enter that web address, you will get a web page that 
gives you the ability just uh, I can't really see that. I see a little it bit of gives the you the ability to uh, select to turn on LEDs. Oh, wow. So I can pick the four LEDs behind the numbers and they will show the four digits of the combination to open the padlock. So you're selecting show or hide for the first, second, third or fourth digit. That's really cool. That's like really that. cool. You know, one thing I really like on that is, I don't know if anybody noticed, it looks like you have some kind of lid there that's actually a cover for a exterior uh, electric. It is. Outlet. That's about a $3 uh, outdoor outlet cover that I found at the hardware store that is lockable. So there's not yeah. a whole lot of money tied up in this. Some scrap aluminum for the faceplate, battery holder, $10 in electronics, and a little 3D printed strip with the uh, the numbers. Nice. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. And I like the color, the, the way you painted it, that gold. It looks really, really cool. That does look cool. If I were to do it again, one thing I learned in this project is that that module will pulse the outputs when you apply power. So some of the LEDs will blink. So for this, I threw in some extra LEDs wired to pins that I don't use so that you don't just see those four digits blink. I think if I were going to do it again, I would drive a seven segment display so that I would get the, the digits rather than lighting up numbers behind it. I think that would do away with that, that limitation. Yeah. But this is still cheap but enough still, that I can throw it out right. in the woods and I won't cry if it goes away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that's one of the issues when you're doing smart caches or even yes. gadget caches, right? When you when you spend a lot of money on them, you know, I have the same issue, right? I, I, I spent a lot of money on one <laughs> and I, I want to put it out there or not, because after the first cache, it may just appear. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing to do. So yeah, that's nice that you made it cheap enough that if it disappears, it's not the end of the world. It's probably about $20 all in. My wife cuts the vinyl yeah. decals for me. Yeah. Nice. I got boards that are worth $20 just to start <laughs> off with it. Yeah. I'll have to make one of those. I actually was just looking. I actually have one of those boards that I've never used. So okay. right. and, that, and that's definitely a lot cheaper way of going than doing like a Raspberry Pi. Because Raspberry yes. Pis are like $30, $30, $40. I mean, depending on where you get them, just to be able to use the Wi-Fi aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Raspberry Pi actually came out with a smaller, more of an Arduino, almost like the nano size. Oh, did they? Oh, they're still fairly, I still think they're like 20 something dollars or something like that each. So, uh, and that's uh, a completely different code. So, DJ uh, Dave Wagner says uh, Node MCU? Correct. Yes. There's other versions of it. The, it's the ESP8266 is the little module that's in there. And that node MCU is the is the carrier board for that mod, that whole thing I held up. And you develop it the same way you use code for the Arduino. Same development library environment. Yeah. Okay. So just finding our way, I don't know what that hashtag means right now. <laughs> but that's not going to interview. That's what really happened. Really <laughs> happened. But that's not going to get you in for the win for the coin. I'll tell you that. It's hashtag Jedi Casher. Yeah. We're not doing alien. We're doing well. We're doing aliens, yeah. but not that alien. That's for another show. <laughs> another show. We need beans spilled. Yeah, yeah. So I have oh. no beans to spill. No beans to spill. And yes, I don't want to know secrets, so I can't spill any beans. Wait for me. I'll be in Mingo, so you can wait for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> apple, and that's apple juice. Okay, I don't drink. That's apple <laughs> juice. <laughs> So, so, Ed, what made yeah. you think of this idea? What made you come across this idea? I am an electrical engineer doing industrial controls and electronics hobbyist. So imagine that. It's what I brought in to start playing with things. I tend to like to go find gadgets and puzzles and mystery caches more so than just to grab numbers. So it's a, it kind of got into what can I do that's interesting to make it something out of the ordinary for a hide. You know, go hide the things you like to find. That's, That's really, really great. Cool. I like. I I really like. That. I would love to find that. That's something I've never found anything like that. Um, that's just really cool. So what? What? Because we forgot to ask this at the beginning. What got you into geocaching? I've uh, been caching since 2013. Uh, I was one of the people who started when they got a smartphone. I had done it once or twice ages ago when it first started with someone else who had a GPS, and I thought it was cool, but never had bought the hardware. Once I had a smartphone and found some of the apps and realized how much fun it was, then got a GPS receiver and got into it more uh, it more involved. And there's a couple of people in my area who uh, hide a lot of really good puzzles or gadget caches and things like that. 
And we had gotten a chance to see WV Tim speak at one of the Geo Woodstocks a number of years ago. And it's like, oh, man, I got to go do stuff like that. <laughs> right. Completely. That's that's really cool. Um, got a question here from the audience from Hugh. Uh, yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel? Have you shown no, me I don't. I, I need to start documenting and putting some of this stuff on, on the web. I started rolling together documentation. I need to get stuff up there, but I don't have anything going right now. All right. Cool. Sorry, I'm getting status on my cash being done. Um, <laughs> the vinyl. It's it's getting there. It's getting there. One side's done. We're finishing up the other side. Um, so, um, that's really cool. I, yeah, because I mean, West Virginia Tim has inspired a lot of us yes. to uh, do doing different things, done some really great caches. Um, I found a few of them. So, but yeah, it's just, I, it's really great. And that I think that's one of the things that as we're doing this and doing the challenge for everyone, just to really kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. We don't have to do an Arduino. We can make a puzzle like how David did. And I can't wait to see our, one of our next guests coming up and we're not going to say who it is yet. Um, but he, what, what he's got for us, but there's so many different ideas that you can do in this. And that's, I just think that's really cool. So what other caches have you done? What's, what have you put out? I have a couple other gadgets that I'm working on. I have one gadget in the field right now that is a spy story where you go through a series of uh, document documents tracking a spy right after the Second World War from Europe through into the United States and then end up finding out where to go and listen to radio transmissions and decode to find a puzzle box at the end that you have to be able to solve without making it explode so that you can get the, uh, the combination to the lock for the logs. Oh, that's really cool. I, that's it's, really it's... cool. <laughs> I love the spy type caches. I, I love those things. They're great. That we, was we the have first one. Here. No, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that was the <laughs> first project. <laughs> I love this. I will stop. <laughs> I was just going to say, we have a local cacher that put out a clue one and you got to go find the cards at each of these caches. And then when you get to the final one, it's actually some dials. You got to dial in the correct, uh, you know, the weapon, uh, you know, the room, the person, all that stuff and hit a button. And if it's wrong, then it won't open. So it, it kind of reminds me of something you're talking about there that I, I think those things are amazing. Those are fun caches. Well, That's you kind of did right. something like that too, Chad, with the, the radiation one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one, you guys, you got to take places to scan cards this one you actually are just there are a whole bunch of caches associated to find the final one uh so you actually got to go find all these caches and get the information from the cache itself to get the final which is one of those things that if one goes missing then yeah. that kind of ruins the game um but they're very good at making sure they they keep up on on everything so yeah you know keep everything out there the very first node mcu project i had ever done was for that cache it, one of the stages is the radio transmission and it only fires at a particular time a few times during the day so it's there's not even a carrier wave on the radio transmission if you go there any other time oh wow. and i use uh internet time sync to keep that firing at only the correct times wow so have a question in here uh do you have the gc number for that one yes it is gc 8y2dx called spy catcher and then there's Two other puzzles referenced to teach you to do the ciphers that are used. GC, oops, 8Y, 2D. You put it in the link? I'm trying to, yeah. If I can type right, I keep doing it. Yeah, keep hitting. Okay, GC, we'll get it here in a second. Go ahead, go ahead, Ed. What is it, GC? GC, 8Y, 2D, X. All right, so here it is. It's coming up in the chat for everybody. Yep. So there's there's the code GC8Y2DX. So that that sounds really cool. I I would love to find find that. So um, and then there was a there was another one and somebody may be able to answer this. Um, looking for it. Um, so Landon asks, are there caches in Grand Forks? I think I heard of something like that there. Are these caches in Grand Forks? Is, is, is anybody in the chat, if anybody knows, uh, go ahead and drop that in the chat. Let us know. Uh, would love to hear it. Uh, would love to find out. So, and that's what's that's one thing that's really great about our our group is that we always we're always looking for gadget caches and stuff like that. So, 
All Absolutely. right. Any more questions, Chad? With it, no, the problem with this podcast, though, is now I'm finding so many gadget caches, I can't go get them all. Right? I, oh, yeah, I know. Builders, I know. right? And it's like, oh, I'm I got to make a trip I, there. Well, I'm telling you, we need to take the show on the road. Oh, yeah. I need content for my channel. We can we can do gadget talks, and plus we got to work on a book, right? Yep. I think gadget. it's about the right time to get to Gilby, isn't it? it oh, it's always time to get to Gilby. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Ed. We'll bring you back in here at the thank end you. Uh, of everything. So now we have our next guest uh, here that I think everybody knows. I, th- I uh, think so, but you already kind of kind of teased it. We got to go to Gilby. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, how's it going? It's going good, Chad. Good. Um. So, uh, well, I don't think we need to talk about what got you into geocaching. I think we have covered that before, but we're excited to see what you built for us. But I'm, well, have you ever built a gadget? Excited. Yeah. Have you ever built? Have you heard of this thing called gadgets? Gadget caching? Yeah. I, I guess. Or even I have. geocaching? Have you heard of geocaching? <laughs> <laughs> the the clue series that they were talking about. That's half of that is mine, and half of that in Grand Forks is uh, Wise Family M and M's. Oh, uh, I, so there is a clue series in there that you have to turn the dials and get into it. But. Oh, nice. Yeah, the one I was talking about is here in, in Tacoma, Washington. Sure. So yep. not too far from Seattle. That's yep. really cool. Glad to hear that. See, hey, we just had to wait a few seconds and we'd have our, our answer right there. Awesome. Yeah. So that Arduino stuff is just amazing what they can do with that. This amazes me. The mind's well, just have you noticed for that. Yeah, I noticed that they're both, you know, Dave Wagner and Ed, they're both electrical engineers and they're really good at doing Arduino stuff. So, yeah, not a lot of carpenters doing electrical stuff like that. <laughs> well, it's not a good conductor. Yeah. <laughs> no, we hide the wires really well so you can't see how bad we wired it. Yeah, I can make it look pretty. That's about it. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Chad, what do you got for us? So, well, mine's fairly simple. So you start out, you're going to find this box, open it up, and then open up each one. There will be a slip of paper. This one says, uh, think like tic-tac-toe. Then you'll open another one, and it'll sell you. You went the wrong way. Then you'll finally get to this one, and it'll say, uh, you found the second step. Now you need to find the first step. So you'll start looking through. Some sometime or another, you'll come across this one, and you'll find a switch. So there's a switch that says open and close. So now you got to figure out why isn't it open and closing. And then you remember that you came back to this one where it said it was the uh, second step. So if you push push that one, let's see, it'll. Well, now it doesn't do it. So that's a button as well when you push down on it. Yep. Yep, so then it opens oh. up. Oh, wow. That's really that cool. That's awesome. Jeez, a plexiglass on there. Oh, there it goes. Uh, yep, it's just a DVD player. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Every time. But that DVD just, player trick is awesome. I will say I have cool. three of them I've saved down here, the DVD yep. drives, because I want to do that. I, yeah. I have a... I have a thrift store right downstairs from where I, or more in my office. I got to go start swiping DVD players. Yep. <laughs> so I, I like to use the one that has the belt drive on it. You know, some of them are, some of them are gear driven, and some have this belt driven. Okay. Uh, the belt drive helps with uh, not stripping the gears out. It slips on the belt. So mm-hmm. that's that's the ones I tend to try to find. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I now, think one of mine is a worm drive. So oh, I'll sure. Check up, yep. see. So, yeah. so what type of power are you using for that? I've just got four double A's in it, just a Six four double A pack like that. Okay. And then, then I'm using uh, there's a push button, of course, underneath the one pop bottle top hidden, and then the uh, switches. You need to have a double pull, double throw. So these are one switch on this side and one switch on that side. So you can either use on that one, I used a uh, regular switch where it locks into place. Okay. And then 
if some of my other ones I use a momentary switch so when you push it 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 comes back automatically right so it doesn't stay locked in and it's going all the time but pretty simple one to make uh dvds are like i say that they seem fairly durable except for why it's not working now but when it's sitting on the table it's working but yeah well, let me just... tell you from experience when you're doing something live it never like works <laughs> hey now i should yeah, have made up for that last week Come on. You did. You did. Hey, that was awesome. What, what Dave saved to us afterwards. You guys are nuts to doing that live, yeah. the whole build like yeah. that. So, I asked Dave hey. to come on and do it live. And he's like, no, that's okay. You guys can do it. No, and I was so I was so proud of you. Your soldering iron was working. and <laughs> Thank you, Yeah, Jared. that was pretty impressive yeah. to build that, that whole that, thing that on, was... on uh, live. So I can't wait to get mine ordered and get it coming. Yeah, and remember, if you get one of those, it doesn't have to go in an ammo can. You can put it in a birdhouse. You can put it in anything you want, right? That's we, right. We're right. just trying to make it an easy way for people to to actually get the whole kit and be able to put it out. So, uh, right. yeah, you can do whatever you want. So that's why we sell them with the ammo can and without. And yeah. if you're just joining us and you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about the Amp Simon ammo can. And look, Chad, they're not sold out anymore. We told you they were oh, not nice. sold out. So the website's been updated, but yeah, so you can get the Simon ammo can with the ammo can itself, or just get the kit and you can supply your own ammo can. Uh, but I've, I've, like I said many times last week, if you do just the kit and you got to make sure you get the right ammo can, because the templates may not work with the ammo can that you get. So, but yeah, so go, you can go find that at geocachetalk.com and just click on the store and it's on page three in the store. So, and then of course you got the gadget talk cup and the tumbler and also the shirts that Chad and I have on tonight. May the fourth oh, be yeah. with you, uh, gadget talk podcast. So you can go always go check those out. My name's in my way. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, I need to be a little bit taller. I, I, I keep saying that myself. I mean, <laughs> so I know uh, Dan Mon Monroe asked about the schematics for the DVD. Right. You want to show? Can I show them how to wire up? Real oh yeah, easy? yeah. Sure. Go for it. Go for it. Well, yeah, Chad's gonna work on his while you're working on yours. Sure. So, so you gotta hook up positive to one to the center switch and negative to the other side. So we so right now we've got positive positive coming to this side of the switch, negative coming to this side. We'll hook a positive onto that side. Negative to that side. So right there, it should open and close if I move it one way or the other. Got my wire. <laughs> so you and just then, have a motor there on your on your uh, your your DVD ROM drive, whatever it is, right? That you yep, just hook your yep, wiring to. Yep, just a regular motor on that part. So then, uh, where's my other black wire? So then on the switch, it's tough to see. We're just going to switch. So on the, this side, we've got positive on this side. And on the other end, we've got negative on that side. So we just have to move them wires. Okay, I got this right. Let's see if I got it right or if I got it backwards. Nope. Okay, it's hard to talk and work at the same All right, time. All so Dan, what what he's connecting to the um, to the to the DVD player? He's got a momentary switch. It's a what type of switch is that again, Chad? Uh, momentary double pull, double throw. It's called. Okay, so momentary double pull, double throw. 
uh, momentary switch, and then he's got his battery pack, which is a four a double A's coming right. to it, and just a yep. mess of wires at this point. It, it, yeah, it looks real confusing, but it, all you have to know is if your battery's coming in the two center ones, on the two outside, you have to switch them. So you've got positive on this one, but then you have positive on this one. So you're okay. just switching the two on the sides. So if you flip it one way, it goes that way. Flip it the other way, it goes the other way. All right. It, so it's Dan's, real simple. So Dan's clarifying for me. It's what is what are you connecting to on the DVD player itself? Oh, it's most DVD players I've I've seen are just a regular DC motor. So there's just two wires coming off the motor, and it's real simple to figure that part out. So if you put positive to this one, negative to this one, it's going to go one direction. If you switch these two, then it'll go the other direction. Okay, so it's what you're doing is simple. actually, so you're running a positive and a negative to the positive wire on the DVD player and, and the same to the negative wire. So whichever way yep. you switch that, the switch, it will either push it out or pull it back in. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're just okay. reversing the motor. Right. Player. Kind of the same if you concept. Put positive one direction, it goes one way. Put positive on the other side, it'll turn the other way. Right. Kind of the kind, same concept that um, if you have the two poles with a motor, where you, I've done this cache where the cache actually dropped down, they pull inside. And if you put have two terminals up, you put a battery, AA battery one direction, it goes one down, and you go the other way, it goes the other way. This actually keeps yeah. it almost from burning out as easy is what it looks like. It's that motor, is that correct? With the momentary switch, it's nice because as soon as you let go of the switch, it stops going. Right. And that's right. what I like about the belt drive is it it'll slip on the belt instead of stripping gears out. And right. right. If because, they leave it pushed down too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause I've had, yep. I've replaced those little motors that you can get at a hardware store or anywhere else, not a hardware store, but a hobby store and burn those out before. So sure. that's, mm -hmm. that's really great. I, I, I uh, I'm going to have to go get some DVD players from downstairs now and just yeah. rip them apart. So typically what you find you're talking about that double A. There's nothing. Um, you can find these little hobby motors. Yeah. Um, all over the place. There's different size ones. Uh, and same thing. You reverse the polarity. You, that's where you're talking about the battery one way or the other, and it goes up and down. So, same same theory, same thought. Yep. So Dan, did, hopefully that answers your question. Oh, and it already does exist oh. in the DVD player itself, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Six so. volts I put into it, and it seems to work good. All right. Oh. Did we lose him? He just froze okay. up on us. So it's okay. Do you, Derek, have your cash ready? Not yet. I'm going to let you do that. But before we do that, we got 21 entries into giving away the coin right now. So there's a lot of people watching right now that have not entered in to win the Gadget Talk coin. The easiest way to do it, and the only way to do it, because we're going to do the drawing at the end, is enter in hashtag JediCasher, and you'll be entered in to win the Gadget Talk GeoCoin. So be sure to do that. It, you just have to put it in the chat. Hashtag Jedi Casher and be eligible to win the coin. So yeah, Chad, I'll let you go ahead and jump into yours real quick. Okay. Um, and you only have to enter it one time. So multiple entries will not get you into doing uh, into the drawing. It automatically filters those out. So yeah, I'll let you do that. And I'll, I'm going to uh, text the chaos coordinator and see where, okay. where it's at right now. So right. this one here is a puzzle box that I made a long time ago. I don't know if I've shown anybody. I think I only had it at one, or, one event or so. Ooh, way back here. Anyways, I'll put it underneath the bill camp. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm a little big. So as everybody knows, I like to use these type pelican type cases. Uh, this one here is ran off an Arduino. Um, and so if you look at it, you can kind of see it from the top here. It just is a thing you look in. Um, you got a screen underneath here and that's underneath the plexiglass if anything gets spilt on it and then i have a travel bug dog day here let you know that it is a travel bug so you can actually log it right flip it on and it will tell you i last time i used this was geo coin fest in 2018 so okay <laughs> the i've not even changed the battery the battery happened to be in it still and it still works oh that's good that's it's good a 12 volt, 12 volt battery well it's yeah it's a 12 anyway. volt. of course it's gonna work <laughs> so what you have to do is there's a card up here on the lid and people can see that. Um, and uh, you have to take it out and you have to scan it 
I actually took this sticker off that said scan card on the box to, to get the code. So you have to actually find a place to scan this card anywhere on the box. And this is fun because people are always looking everywhere for it and scanning it. And yeah, I, I see said some it's somewhere on the box. On there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's plexiglass too. So you can you can get the buffer for it, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so anyways, uh scan it on here and it's just fun watching people take forever to figure it out but it's somewhere on the box uh on this one it happens to be over here on the side so if you scan it there it will beep and then hang on here center it i don't know if you can see there's light you have to look down in this oh too, yeah, see, yeah see the lights green light. flash yeah sorry my my camera is a little bit slower than red green the rest of us there green so. red yeah so once you get that code, you enter the code in that you count out, and it's in a certain order, and it actually says here on the top what order it's in. So Blue, if you red, count it green, in that yellow. order, okay. yeah, uh, you enter the code, which I don't remember the code. Um, see, it says incorrect code denied. Try again. Right. Um, okay. If you enter the right code, it will actually give you the trackable number uh, that's on there, and then you can enter into the trackable or geocaching app to discover the, the box itself so pretty yeah. simple basic thing you know um a lot of people you. Like, hey, where do you get <laughs> yeah, well hey we've gone over this actually, yeah, on our yeah, we, show. yeah we have because this is the same concept of the the one where we had the multiple lights and the same code right and just, exactly. you just had to figure out how many times the red or the blue or whatever counts out same one that has, is it Joshua's that's at the, um, that was his first yeah. gadget cash. That's at the, um, at the time traveler's house, the, at the, in the, yes. uh, the TARDIS. But on that one, you hold the momentary switch down and it lights up a whole, it's more like that. Right. Okay. Okay. One yeah. there. But it's the um, same code. This counts at individuals. Yeah. This is, uh, like the camera one. Uh, okay. the, you know, uh, security camera. In fact, if you look at this on the side, this is the front of the security camera. I just I was about it. to ask what that it is. It has a lens. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I have spare ones here. Um, so while we're sitting, while welcome, while you're getting out, welcome Jeff Barber from Victoria, Australia. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you join us. Uh, it's tomorrow for you, I know. Or it's it's uh, it's Wednesday, so but thank you for joining us. So yeah, Chad's. I mean, Chad's back okay. here grabbing something out of his back there. So he's he's got this awesome workshop. As we're looking, I still want to play the game of what does he have new in his workshop back there. I mean, let's just check this out. We got a large pit droid. We got a backpack. Uh, let's see here. We got signal. Hey, let, hey, there's a nice uh, trackable code up there in the top right. We got, I don't know, got another pit droid and a pit droid without a head back there too. Little one. <laughs> Partial so, so, pit yeah, droid. We're playing Where's Waldo with your background <laughs> tonight. Yeah. So um, what it is is this is a cheap $5 uh, dummy camera, right? You put on a building. It comes with the mount, everything. Um, this one is just have a variant still no. This is the one where we did the momentary switch build and it flashes. Okay. Um, but all you do is if you take this off, you see the front of the camera here. Right. Um, there's four screws. You take that off, and the lens is here and everything. And you just I just stuck it and mounted it on there. So it it's kind of fun. Um, you know, I just take things and you know, like as most builders do, makers is they just take stuff apart and imagine, hey, where else can I use that? So. Uh, and then this actually has, if you have, this has two AA batteries on it. So if you want to okay. make your cash look high tech, but not really high tech, <laughs> if you losing an ear here, um, you take out that flashing light, that red little flashing light on right. two AA's that will last uh, six months, just flashing. Oh, wow. And if you take that out, it's just all it is LED on a resistor connected to two AA's. Um, that'll last six months and you could put it through the front of a cache or, or something and it flashes and it makes it look high tech and kind of cool. And it really didn't cost anything and it wasn't hard to, to right. put it on there. 
So and and a fun fact: if you're doing LEDs, the red LED will actually last longer than any of the other colors. It's something with the spectrum and and the power that it takes to do a red LED. You'd think it'd be the same, but it's not. Um, right. And Ed or Dave Wagner could probably tell us why because they're the electrical engineers. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's just that's a little fun fact. Yeah, typically uh, when something's dying, the battery's dying or anything, the red will be the last one to go out. So that will be the color that will tell you it's dying um, on there. So anyway. That's good. All right. So we got uh, Tricassius is back. So let's go ahead and bring him back in. All right, Chad. Had to get out of your workshop, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Computer's going, we've been in here too long. It's time to yeah. go inside. <laughs> yeah, it's too complicated out there. So Adi just says it requires a lower voltage for a red LED. Right. So well, why? looking forward to seeing right. Adi. Two days, two days, and I'll get to, get to do some of your caches. Looking looking <laughs> and, forward to meeting them too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad will be there. I'll be there. Derek will be there. We're going to be doing a gadget talk panel. It's going to be a blast. Um, you know, uh, I think Memphis and Gary is going to be doing a donut eating contest. Right. Memphis says no. I don't know. They, oh, was that they, last year? Oh, it goes back and forth. Memphis says no. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to spill the beans. No. So, anyway, we're going to start the rumor. All right. So I'm trying to remember where we were at, Chad, when we when you dropped out on us. I think I had about done. I think. Okay. Yeah. So the red is lowest photon energy. All right. So there's your answer. All right, and. With that, I, mine just came in. Come on in. All right. It's not all right. It's not completely on there, but all right, Chad, I'm going to drop you out just for a few but, minutes. But it's we'll off bring, the press. But it is off the, off the press. The reveal of the code of the, if you saw my chant on my, on there the other day, it is, let's see if I can do this with, around the microphone and get it to focus. All right, so we have buttons here, and then we have some screws. If I can do this, watch it here at the screen. Screws up here and LEDs. So what the purpose of this is, is that you're going to have to hold the button and connect with the wires that are here, the terminals. There's one negative. This is the negative. These are the positive. And what you have to do is actually connect the um, – one of these actually has the actual negative from the battery. So you have to come in here and connect it and – push the button at the same time. I'll tell you what, this is actually easier to do with somebody else. So even at an event, it may, it may ends up being like a teamwork cache. And then when the LEDs come on, you, the, you have to decipher what each of those numbers are. And I have this, and this is a Star Wars theme. I had to do it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But what it is, I could not do this without being a Star Wars theme for being May 4th. But what you have to do, there's zero through five, four of the actual numbers. So if you can read Galactic Basic, you can figure out what number equals what color. If you can't, I'm not that mean. Okay. So if you can't read Galactic Basic, but you're going to have to decipher it, I have the key. Right there. So A equals that funky symbol right underneath it and so forth. So you have the key on here. So once you figure out the colors, then you get to use the figure out the galactic basic and the color represents that number. So that's a really fun way of doing another one of these caches. And I thought it was really cool finally getting to do throw some galactic basic. And if you're looking for galactic basic, it's called um, Abrush, I think it is. And you can actually find an actual font for it. And so I can't write this. So that's all, this is all in vinyl. And so I just have the other uh, five through nine to put in on this other side. Not, sorry, when I say I, I mean my wife. Um, I typed it in. She's, she's sitting there putting it on there for me. But that's just how my puzzle box, how I did it uh, using this. And this is going to be with me in Mingo. Um, if you have a path tag, I'll trade with you. If you don't have a path tag, you're going to have to work for mine. I think that's why I'm going to do it. <laughs> Good. I like that. I so need just, to do something like that. Yeah. I seen uh, one of, like I said, if it was like pit pin cipher, that's a lot easier to find. So 
I, that's why I wanted to do actually put the key of it on here. And what I'm going to end up doing is probably taking some um, hodgepodge and going over top of this and kind of make sure that's all uh, once everything's in place and make sure that's all in there. So that's my, yeah. my puzzle box. That's what I was actually thinking David used on his with some Mod Podge over the, the, the print to put on right. the thing uh, there. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to finding that, actually. You know what would be yeah. cool is you need to put that on a mouse droid. That put wheels thing. on it. Hey, don't you have – are you bringing an RC wheels? We can have it drive around. <laughs> I, I don't have any RC cars. Oh. Well, yes, you do. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah. Pizza Ninja says, is there going to be a lightsaber inside? You know, there could be, or I could have maybe this coin. Oh, boy. That's pretty cool. I could have that one. I, I do I do have a lightsaber one, but I don't know. That one. That one's too small. It's the best and day to have that coin out. It is, and this is actually a May the 4th coin, and I, I'm going to throw it up there. It, it hasn't really been discovered at all, but so coming up, here's the trackable code. I don't usually share these that much. You can see it. There it is. And hey, look, there's this actual cipher for it as well. Chad's sitting there writing it down. I can see that. See if it'll focus again. You go back a little bit. You're not focused. I might have. There you go. Hope you can see that. So, but yeah, that's that. It is my Cash Wars coin, uh, great for today, and it also has the, the the cipher code on there as well that I put on there. So, one thing I did when I was actually doing this, it, with the font, it, it it there is a difference between lowercase and uppercase. I didn't think of that. I accidentally did the the key in uppercase. And then when I went back and did the other, I did it in lowercase and I was about to, we were about to start laying it in. And I'm like, that Z's not right. Did I do put, kick this on mirror? No, it's actually complete opposite. <laughs> it's a lowercase on, in, in that font. So, but just a really fun one. Yeah. That's cool. I was going to do uh, actually the readout of this one uh, on the other side of this. If you saw on worldwide cash con, the, the carbonite one, right. Um, you can download the, uh, the Mandalorian text. Oh, okay. Uh, on there. And so I think that was my first idea, but since it's going to HQ, I, I don't, I need to get it down to them, but maybe the one I'll, I'll build another one. And well, maybe do that too. they're not open yet. So <laughs> that's, I haven't been in a huge, huge hurry to take it down. <laughs> so, so, all right. But so anyway, before, before we got 30 entries, got 34 people on right now. So if you have oh, yes. not entered in for the gadget talk coin, uh, go ahead and hit in one more time. Hashtag Jedi Cash. Remember, you don't need to enter in more, more than once. Um, but we are going to also bring in the rest of our team that was with us tonight. So, guys, here we come back. We got we got David coming in. We got Ed, and we got Chad. So, hey. and I'm gonna drop. Chad this looks way too relaxed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chad's gonna fall asleep. Chad, but he's gotta get some sleep. He's gotta get on the road tomorrow to head in Domingo, like yeah. I do. I guess so. I'll allow it then. Yeah. I got to go get ice cream for my wife for putting the vinyl on for me after after the show tonight. And <laughs> she's like, "You owe me." <laughs> so. That's awesome. Uh, Martin Jones is asking what that font is called again. Um, it is called. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. I have it on my um, have it on my desktop because I saved it there. Um, if you do a the actual Star Wars font, there's one. It's called Jedi. Um, star or Jedi something, don't use that one. Th that's actually for the the actual like how Star Wars is written. Um, there's some of the letters at the end that don't correspond. They end up copying it. So, but I used FS Distant Galaxy is what I used for the actual Star Wars font, the ABC, the actual ABC, the EFG, and then the other one is called one second. Let's see here. I know. Okay, there it is. Arabesh, A-U-R-E-B-E-S-H, Arabesh. So you can just type in a Star Wars or Galactic basic font in Google, and you'll it'll pop up on there so you can actually find it. So, so. Martin needs to save that. So people probably don't know this, but he's the one who makes these shirts. Oh. So 
we need to come up with some kind of shirt with that font maybe somewhere to discover a shirt maybe get a code on it or something that'd Anyways, be cool we have these ideas and then we shoot them over to martin and he has these shirts made to us made for us a day or two later so, so hugh says this anyway. has been a very good show and i appreciate all the builds great i hit like and save for the show thanks for all the uh, all the guys and info guys have fun have a fun mingo i cannot read i've had too much caffeine evidently today <laughs> any live shows from there uh yeah there actually is there's gonna be some live shows coming from mingo this week um i know we're doing a saturday night we're not gonna be doing a sunday show we're gonna be going live from mingo saturday night um and i'm trying to remember what time I know it's on the layer, but be on the lookout. So make sure that you subscribe to uh, Geocache Talk uh, and you'll get an alert. Uh, there's some other stuff that's going to be going on. So if you're at Mingo and there's going to be some pop-up giveaways here and there uh, at Mingo itself that you will show where we're at. And you got to come find us, uh, flash mob it, and see, get some different giveaways that we're going to be doing there as well. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Yeah, uh, you yeah, might be able and, to well. We probably don't want to see what some of the prizes will be, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, yes, Dan, I'm going to be, I'm planning on getting to talk to several of the gadget builders while I'm there and showing, uh, talking to them uh, about their caches, kind of go back to way uh, behind the cache used to be a little bit, hopefully getting to go actually discover some other gadgets besides making my own. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll be doing that as well. And I, hey, Chad, I think Chad and I are going to go caching again. Uh, there's supposed to be some gadgets that we're yes. supposed to be going to get to. Sorry, I was looking up for the events here at Mingo, but I, I can't pull their page up. Okay. Uh, but we will have, like we mentioned earlier, there'll be quite a few people there to you know talk to, answer questions. So if you're going to go to Mingo, definitely join us at the Gadget Talk um, session, and then you can ask anybody any questions. Hopefully these guys here, uh, you know, anything you want. Let's yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and we way. are having a gadget talk or a gadget cash uh challenge type thing there so uh if you have a gadget cash you want to show off a puzzle box anything you want uh you know bring it with you email us at gadgettalkpodcast.com just to kind of do an rsap we're trying to get the right amount of uh tables and and posts uh to put stuff on but you know bring it uh bring your cash and show it off to people that would be amazing so That's I'm right. excited and looking forward to finding people's caches and their creation. I, I am too. Especially if it's something you can't, yeah, especially if it's something you can't put out in the wild because someone's going to, you know, take off of it. One of those really expensive ones that you made and you're really proud of it and you don't want anything to happen. Bring it yep. to the event and show it off to people there, right? Because nothing's going to happen. Yep. And oh. I'm going to have, there's going to be a couple of mine that are going to be there. Um, I'm bringing a couple of different ones out there and I've been kind of doing some finalizing on some of those this, today and yesterday. So, but all right. So, David. Yes. Uh, so, I know you're. I saw you in the chat room, kind of talking to Dave. Dave and David were talking together um, about how you're going to do this. So, did you come up with kind of a consensus of how you might do your, your reveal I, on that one? I think I like the idea with the holes. The only thing about the holes is that it's it kind of a giveaway when the pieces are removed. Because there will be a hole here. So it gives the idea that there's something there. But I also, I like the idea that you have to turn the puzzle over to get to it. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that too. I think that's a really I don't think really anybody cool would idea. think about flipping it over to get to it. So, so it's kind of like the puzzle is more like a red heron more than mm -hmm. it actually is a puzzle. Now, depending on how many letters you put there, because you can be looking at the piece... And if you have like five or six different letters or numbers in there, you don't know exactly right where that number lines up. Exactly. So there could so, be 10, 15 p numbers on the back of just one piece. Right. So a lot of different ideas. So. Uh, all right. Also one more thing here. Um, we will have one of the gadget talk or the, the, the Simon ammo can uh, boxes that were, that we are up on the website. Uh, for people to demo at Mingo. So if you are, you know, want to take a look at it, uh, stop by if you find one of us and, uh, you know, one of us will have it and we, you can actually take a look at it, demo it, see how it works. Right. I think it probably, it may just stay at the gadget talk table. Probably the Either easiest way. way. 
Yeah, if I don't have to carry it around, that'd be better. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, all right, Ed, any any final thoughts? No, thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for being on. Really love that idea. Love <laughs> love the Wi-Fi aspect of it. I I really want to dive into that that aspect of it myself a little bit more. So yeah, and we'll have to have Ed back on. Um, he actually sent me a bunch of different links to his uh, other caches that he's made. Um, that yeah. are really, really cool. So, Ed, we'll have to have you back on the show, absolutely, okay. as well as anybody else here who wants to come back on. We're always excited and, and welcome cash builders to come on and show us what you've built. Yeah, it gives Chad and I a little bit of a break from trying to come up with some <laughs> ideas sometimes. <laughs> so, Sounds good. And I know we've had Chad try cash this on here several times. Mm. Any final words from from you, Chad? No, Before you uh, go, we're go just to really Nap? excited to get really excited to get out to Mingo. Take off in the morning, and I've got a few of us are traveling with, with having never been to a big event, so they're really excited. So they can't That's wait gonna, to get going. That's going to be so much fun. All right, Chad, are we ready to do this giveaway? Yes, let's do it. All right, so here we go. We got our giveaway. Uh, remember what you had to do. Uh, I'll give you till the time I finish talking. If you can't, if you got, if you haven't entered in yet. It's hashtag Jedi Casher. We got 30 entries. We got 35 people watching right now. So there's five of you that have not watched, they're watching that have not entered in for the challenge coin or not challenge coin. I mean, it's like a challenge coin, but the gadget talk coin. Uh, so all you have to do is type in hashtag Jedi Casher in the chat and you will be entered in. So I'm waiting for everybody, anybody else going to put it in. Um, so I'm counting down from 10, 9, 8, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> All right, so we got 32. Three don't want to enter. That's fine. So we're going to go ahead and bring it up full skies. And here I go. We're going to hit it in, and drawings closed. And there it's running through everyone, uh, bouncing through all the different names that have gone in. And our winner is... Slowing down. The Pizza Ninja. All right. All right. So Pizza Ninja, send us an email at gadgettalkpodcasts at gmail.com, and we will get that out to you. Uh, so, well, thank you. And that is just really good. Thank you, Pizza Ninja. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. You're getting the Gadget Talk coin. And I don't know where – I can't – there it is. I was trying to find where that – <laughs> that was that. it had to scroll up so thank you that's really cool like i said email us at gadget talk um where is it gadget talk podcast, podcast at gmail .com. Gmail .com. i'm trying to get it up on the screen <laughs> too many i wish i could have multiple screen i'll oh, have multiple screens in front of me but <laughs> i have to hit on multiple tabs on one screen to get all the stuff up so but yeah just really good congratulations uh that's really cool um i love that coin and unfortunately, as you saw it earlier, the the gear that Chad has around his, that's not included. Sorry. I don't even have one of those. So <laughs> it's only one. There's only I one. I have made well, I have a few. I haven't done much with them. So <laughs> I made them for all the different not, not quite everyone, but yeah, the geocaching with anyways. kids one would be kind of hard to make. I think it'll be inside <laughs> of a person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it better be a woman and it's pregnant that's <laughs> so... <laughs> all right well this show's going downhill uh, so uh -huh. we... <laughs> but thanks guys for joining us this was a lot of fun really loved all the different puzzle boxes things i hadn't even thought of and that's what i love about this um I'm definitely going to be going and breaking into some uh, DVD players pretty soon. Yes. <laughs> so, but thanks for joining us and hit us up at Mingo this week. And I'm so excited to be there. We got a lot of different stuff. Patrons, there's a special thing for you guys on Friday. Of course, the GPS maze is there. I'll be at the maze off and on. Uh, but most of the time on Saturday, I'll be there on at the event. So, but thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Good night. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.